How does it end? It ended up that everybody blamed somebody. Assignments have been given to everybody. If you are thinking I'm the everybody, it's a mistake. We are all the everybody. Do not belong to nobody. Somebody, don't take that side. You have to belong to everybody. It is not just the duty of the pastor, the leaders, or the leaders of the, the home cell, let me bring it down, that we preach the word. It is the duty of everybody to do. I don't want a situation whereby everybody will not blame somebody by end of this year and say that they have not preached the word. It is the duty of everybody to do. But this morning, we shall be looking at the, what we have been reading. We are going to read it, but in another dimension. I'm talking about Second Timothy chapter 4. We are reading verse 1 to 5. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Praise the Lord. Like I said, why? Why is this thing coming up near? Why is the church council, church leaders, the pastoral team, why do they decide that we have to preach the word? Why is it duty of somebody? Why is it duty of everybody? Why has nobody do it? That's what we shall be looking at. Now, I want us to focus on verses 3 to 4. I'm going to read them out in different translations. Because this verse 3 to 4 is describing a certain scenario that's similar to what is happening now in the world. When I say something happening now, not right here, but something that is happening all over the world. This verse is 3 to 4. It says something about that. I will read first from the Good News Translation. It says, The time we come... When people will not listen to sound doctrine, but will follow their own desire and will collect for themselves no more, collect themselves more and more teachers who will tell them what they are itching to hear. They will turn away from listening to the truth and give their attention to legends. That is good news translation. Uh, New Living Translation says, For there will be a time when people will not tolerate some teaching. Instead, follow their own desire. They will accumulate teachers for themselves because they have an insatiable curiosity to hear new things. And they will turn away from hearing the truth, but on the other hand, they will turn aside to might. Contemporary English Version says, the time is coming when people won't listen to good teaching. Instead, they will look for teachers who will please them by telling them only what they are itching to hear. They will turn from the truth and eagerly listen to senseless story. Lastly, NIV. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desire, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what they are itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to mind. 
Now, in these three, uh, in these two verses I've read, we can identify three predictions out of these two verses. And those predictions are beginning to come to pass. Number one is, a time will come when people will reject good teaching. Now, today, if we look at it, when you are trying to tell the people the truth, they are always looking at the other side. So, what Paul was saying here, as at the time Paul was writing this, it was not happening. Now, the prediction is happening right now. So, we could see why the church authority has not making a mistake by saying that we have to preach the word. And you could also see that why it is the duty of everybody to do. Not just professionals. So, these people, they are not just rejecting the truth, but they are even refusing to hear. There are a lot of people when you want to talk to them, immediately you mention Jesus Christ, please, save me the time. It's happening. If it has not happened to you, it has happened to me. When you try to open the discussion, people will say, no, I'm even talking about Christians. I'm not talking of people that are outside the Christendom. So people, we, 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 they, they have started rejecting the good teaching. Some of them will say, I, I only listen to when this pastor is preaching. When this man is talking. That is what they will be saying. Some even say, okay, you are not an ordained pastor. What do you have to tell me? You are not qualified to teach me anything. Why some people, some set of people will say, okay, we prefer this type of pastor. Because they know what they want to hear. They prefer certain set of man of God, to preach to them. These are the example of people that are not enduring good teaching. I want you to search your mind. Do you belong to this group? Are you thinking that whenever we are preaching here, you switch off your mind because maybe the person here is not the type that you want? Or in your home cell, if your leader is not giving the message, you think that, what is this sister or brother going to tell us? Then you switch off your mind. Then you belong to what the group of people that Paul is talking about here. Some people, instead of listening to what the man of God is saying, or what their leader in the home cell is saying, they will condemn the messenger. They will not focus themselves on the message. You have to focus yourself on the message, not the messenger. Don't try to find a reason to take yourself away from the truth or from the message that is being passed across to you. If you belong to this group, it means you are rejecting the good teaching. This type of people, or this type of group, they only want to listen to what their itching ear want to hear. I'm sure, as we are sitting down, if our ear is itching us, involuntarily, even you try to dip your finger there, you know it won't go inside. So there's a group of people that want to hear messages that are related to what is suited to their hearing. Number two, from that, those two verses, is that the people will prefer lies to the truth. That is the number two prediction in that Paul's message to the Timothy. Why? Because they have what Paul regarded as an itching ear. So when we talk of itching here, what are the uh, what is itching here? 
these are the ear that is eager to hear new ideas, new theory, even wild ideas. No matter how imaginary this idea may be, they only want to listen to it. The moment the pastor or the brethren is standing here, they are only eager to hear the story is going to tell them. This is an example of itching ear. So, this set of people, they prefer to be entertained with stories. These are the people that have itching ear. They only want pastor to tell them what their ear, their itching ear want to hear. They don't want the truth. That is why we need to preach the word. Instead of the truth, they only want to hear something that, even in the home cell, maybe we are studying the book of Revelation, as we are doing presently. Sometimes we may have the opportunity of having a different uh, topic, maybe for the first week. There are a group of people that, they are very exciting because they are going to hear different things. So, these are the people that have itching ear. I will give an illustration of this uh, itching ear and see how it ends. This illustration is, is in the first king, chapter 22. There is no time. You can read it at your own closer, but I will just summarize it. This is about King Ahab of Israel. He invited King Josaphat of Judea to go with war with him. To go to war with him. Why King Josaphat encouraged him to inquire from God, to find out from God, should we go for this war? King Habhab was not in that manner. His own sight is to go to war because he thought that certain land belonged to them, they need to go and get it. But when King Josaphat encouraged him, what did he do? He gathered 400 prophets, 400 of his own choice. He gathered them together. Why? Because these are the people that will tell him what he wants to hear. They will not tell him the truth. But King Joseph had saw this. He saw this and said, Is there no any other prophet in Israel? And what did King Ahab said? There is one, uh, there is one prophet. He always tells me something negative. He always tells me what I don't want to hear. That is example of eating ear. And what happened to this king? They invited the prophet, prophet Micaiah. He was invited. And even before he got to the king, they have gone to him and said, look, you have to prophesy positive for the king. But a true prophet of God did not. He sent the message as he has been advised from the throne of God. He was laughed that, did I not tell you, if you read the story downward, you will see that he was attacked. That how can you do this, how can you do that? The king commanded that they should go and put him in the prison. And he said, okay, you put him there. Don't give him food. When I come back, I'm going to judge him. You know what he said? He said, that is if, if you come back. I will end the story this way so that you can go and read it yourself. And know what happened. Praise the Lord. So those are the group of people that have itching ear. Do you belong to this group? Is it when the church is saying, okay, we want to study the book of Revelation. But in your own mind, you have a different thing that you think the church should have said. So because of this, you have switched off your mind. Every teaching, every study, as it's going through the right ear, is coming out from here. Those are the group of people that have itching ear. Those are the set of people that Paul was talking about. 
Now you need to search your mind. Do you belong to this group? Are you within this area? Now, I mentioned that three prophecies that uh, Paul was talking about. Uh, three, three predictions. The third one is that it says, There will be many teachers who will be glad to scratch their itching ear of, of the hearers. We can see today, there are a lot of prophets. In some country, when you move from street to street, you will see so many churches. But, the people, can we really see them in them? Can we see them in their life? Does it mean that these teachers, these pastors, these reverend fathers, does it mean that they are not really passing the message across? They are doing, but they are only saying what the people want to hear. What the, they are eating ear want to hear. Like in Ham, the end is dangerous. Please, at home, read that story. The end is dangerous when you divert, when you are not aligning your mind. Now I'm not talking about the ear only, even mind. Mind is very important. You can be hearing me, but you may not understand. It's not that you cannot understand what I'm saying, but because your mind is far away from it, that's one of the reasons why we have to preach the word. Why the message must be given. Not limited to this year, but wherever you find yourself until the Lord comes. So today, we are seeing so many kind of teachers preaching, so many controversial messages. They are not just doing that. They are doing that because these are what people want to hear about. Paul tells us to preach the word in season and out of season with all long-suffering and doctrine. Now, talking about the word of God, the word of God is like a seed. And Paul is telling us that in season and we're not in season. Now, let's look at it in an agricultural way. If you plant a seed during the dry season, will it germinate? No, it won't germinate. But this particular kind of seed we are talking about, at any time, Paul knew this, at any time, if you pass the message, it will germinate. I'm telling you, for telling somebody that Jesus is coming soon, if it's somebody that has not heard about it, he will turn back, which Jesus are you talking about? That is an opportunity for you to preach the message. That is an opportunity for you to say the word. I was telling my colleagues in the office something. She said that your God is, your God is partial. I said, why? She explained that, okay, I've done this, I've done that, but the management have treated me otherwise. I said, look, you are making mistakes. You are not getting what you want because God knew that if you get it now, it's very dangerous for you. That you need to believe in my God. That my God is not partial. If I'm in your shoe, I will take it that, okay, I'm not getting it because of a, of a bigger one that God has for me. On that day on our way home, she was, I, I, I encouraged her that, look, you need to take this thing away from your mind. Keep praying to God. My God. And tell my God that, God that Brother Francis has, deliver me. So that word kept ringing in her mind. As she was going home, she was not concentrating. Because she was thinking of what the management has done to her. Suddenly, a vehicle was coming. She didn't see it. Immediately, she narrowly escaped accident. She said that immediately something came to her mind. I said, oh, Brother Francis says so. Not brother. He's not putting brother. Please. He said, Francis says so. That that is God must also be in assistance. So the following day, as I came, because I ran through sight, the next thing he told me, she was not expecting me to see me there. But when he heard my voice, she rushed down and said, look, your God delivered me yesterday. So you could see where that started. So these are 
the thing that Paul is talking about. In ceasing or in no ceasing. There are a lot of Christians that have been persecuted somewhere. Those ones in, in, uh, in Excellent Men yesterday, they sent one video. The brothers that received, we, we know that. In us, best I, I cannot pronounce that word very well. There is a certain pastor that is in prison right now. There is a, two of them. One of them have been released. And he was saying that this will not stop him from giving the message. There is no church for them. They are gathering in desert to worship. This is out of season. Because police are monitoring them. These are present situation I'm tell, telling you now. So, in season and out of season, when it, it is convenient, when it is not convenient, you need to give, you need to preach the word. Having said all this, now, back to the topic, why we have to preach the word. The recent happenings around the world, in a couple of years back, we can say that it is really reason why we need to preach this word. That what the time that Paul is saying is now. The time is now. We should plant the seed. The Europeans, the Americans, they are the group of people that brought salvation to my native continent of Africa. They brought it there. These are the set of people that are now coming with another doctrine. All on the name of civilization. How do we put, where do we put same-sex marriage? They are the same set of people that introduce the Africans, maybe Asians also, to the salvations. But the same set of people are coming out with another idea. Selling it to us, again. Trying to deceive us. You see why we have to take it back to them that, look, we are in charge now. We need to bring the, the gospel back to you. You are lost. So you can see the reason why we need to do that. Bible was very clear about marriage. Remember Sodom and Gomorrah? The word of God has not changed. It has not changed. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be to the end. So how do we judge a nation? A nation that we are seen as, this is God's nation. They are not voting in supporting of self-self marriage on the pretext that, uh, will I say human rights or what the law says? You all know what I'm talking about. They voted. A nation that the Africans, we are seeing them as, no, this is nation of God. How do we judge a country that believes and says that in God we trust? And they turn the table around. And they are selling their ideas to us. That we need to buy the idea. All these nations are the nations that we believe that the gospel foundation is very solid. Now they are now the one champion, gay rights, homosexual rights, and try to force other people to adopt this. There are a lot of people within this nation that they have rejected this. Some have even gone to prison. A lady in the United States was sent to prison because of that. But she was later released. We have heard about gay priests, homosexual priests. Is that what we are expecting? If they fail to realize that this is what God wants, it is our duty. It is the duty of everybody to do it. It is our duty to do this. And even in some churches now, Maybe it's not happening in Asia, but in Europe or America, it might be happening. They are blessing same-sex marriage. That is why we need to take the gospel back to them. That is the reason why we need to remind them. 
Our forefathers were lost. You found them. Then we need to find their great-grandchildren as well. This is the time for us, brethren, to do that. That is why the word is coming out. Preach the word. Don't be surprised. People are increasingly falling into this trap. And what trap? Worldly culture. This is what they are doing. Then people are joining them. Human writes this, human writes that. They have forgotten the foundation of Christendom. They have forgotten. We need to remind them. We need to remind people that are coming up with this idea. I know of many countries in Africa, they openly rejected it. They voted against it. We need to take the salvation back to them. We need to do that. Even Paul, so many things will happen when you do that. That is why Paul says, in ceasing and out of ceasing. It might lead to jail. Paul wrote most of his letters in jail. Most of them were written from the jail. So, preach the word. Preach the word. Be prepared. Whether it is time, whether it is favorable or not, patiently correct and rebook all these ideas that they are selling to us. Don't think because you are not in Europe, you are not in America, or you are not in other parts of the world, that you are not affected. Right from your home, your internet can mislead you. So there is need for you to know that for you being a man, you are not in Europe. Okay, I'm free of that kind of preaching. It will never come. This kind of thing will flash even when you are least expected. And by, by the time you click it, gradually, gradually, they'll be dragging you into it. So, you need to be very watchful. It is time now that we need to preach the word. They are no longer preaching the word, but creating atmosphere where the homosexual people are now feeling welcome in the church of God. And that's exactly what Paul meant when he said men would turn away from the truth in order to suit their own desire. You, uh, you will discover, that they will tell you that, okay, those people also are human beings. We know what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. We need to preach the word. So right now we can conclude that the prediction in Second Timothy 4 are now coming to pass. We should not allow the Christendom to be run or led by pagans. We need to preach the word. It is the duty of everybody to preach the word. Man or woman, it is your duty. Even when Jesus Christ healed the madman, I gave one message here last year, evangelism must be our priority. When that man, madman was set free, he started jumping up and down. He was telling everyone what has happened to him. That is a form of passing the message across. We heard last week about the Samaritan woman when Jesus Christ spoke to him or to her. Today, many people come to church to hear what their itching ear wants to hear. The moment they are not talking in your favor, the moment you are not hearing the stories, the moment you are not hearing the joke from the altar, sleep will set over you. Because what your eating here want to hear, you are not hearing it. It is time. Brethren, someone is sleeping by your side. Tell him the word. Choose the word to tell him or her. Praise the Lord. Some people will only concentrate when pastor mentions what they want to hear, like I said. 
And the moment pastor talked contrary to their opinion, like if pastor started mentioning like sins, coming back of Jesus Christ, then, because of the sin we are committing in secret, we will try to just quickly pass your message and leave that stage. But if we are talking about that, okay, if you raise up your hand and you can shout on top of your voice, before you get out of this place, your pocket will be full of money. <laughs> Those are the kind of messages we want to hear. But the most important thing is to remind those people that brought the salvation, that they have derailed. Not them only. Those that have not known the salvation also, we need to pass the message across to them. We have to preach the word. We have to let people know. I will not go again to what Paul means by preaching the word, because we have heard more about that. But I want you to know that it is responsibility of, of who? Everybody. For Christian, I told you. Everybody. Somebody. Anybody? And what? I hope you don't belong to nobody. (laughs) So it is the duty of everybody to pass the message. And where do you start this? You start from your home. You start from your home. You might be doing it. Yes, you might be doing it. But it's not enough. Keep going. The end of the race is what matters, not the beginning. If you endure, endure to the last, that is where you will be justified. How you will be in the presence of God. Now, when we are talking of this message, if you give uh, an advert to CNN that you want them to run this advert for you, can they add to it? Can they, I want you to ask, can they add to that advert? Can they remove from it? That is why when you are preaching this word, there is need for you not to add to it. Don't preach your idea. Don't preach your own theory. Pastor Leslie used to tell us when we are doing the, uh, the, for the home sale, restrict yourself to the book. So many questions will come. Don't use your own theory to add to it, to answer that question. If you know you cannot answer the question, ensure that you come back to the leaders. Throw it to all the home cell leaders. If they cannot answer, they will go to council member. Council member cannot answer, they will go to pastoral team. And I'm sure from there, solution will come. So, don't use your theory, don't use your idea only to pass the message across. You need to preach the word. And what is this word? The word of the living God. That stands forever. So it means you have to preach. Even when people are not going astray. People that are on the track, you need to bring them. You need to make sure that they remain on the track. People that are derailing. You need to ensure that. They remain on the track. And for the people that are very far from the track, you need to fish them out with the word. And when you are fishing them, don't add and don't subtract. In my native of Africa, when the, in the olden days when king wants to pass message, they always have a messenger that they will pass the message to. The man will keep repeating the same message here, and when he gets here, he repeats the same message. He will never add anything, he will never subtract. That is exactly how you have to give this message across. Don't add, don't don't subtract. Maintain what God wants you to say. When you look at what is happening in Europe today, you look at what is happening in America today, you will discover that they have modified it. That is why we need to remind them, brethren, you, get, you are getting lost. 
You are very far from the truth. You are very far from your foundation. All this idea you are selling to African country will not work. Praise the Lord. Not just African country, even the Asia countries. It won't work. God is still on the throne. And he remains forever. It is the duty of everybody to pass this message across. So it means, preach the word at the right time. And when the time is not even right, we have to preach the word. We are to preach, we are not to preach a word, but the word. Understand that. You are not to preach a word, but the word. The word of the living God. We are to stand and declare to an unbelieving world, those that have gone astray. Brethren, preach the word in a time of moral crisis. Preach the word when people don't want to hear you. Preach the word when false teachers abound. Preach the word in good time and bad time. Preach the word when people listen and when they don't listen. Preach the word. I will give you an example of when people listen or when they don't listen. There's a video on internet that went viral in UK. A man was preaching inside the train. People were not listening. He was just shouting, preaching. You have to repent. Jesus is coming back. He was shouting on top of his voice. Some people cautioned him. He never, he never cared. In those days in Nigeria, by the time you enter the popular what we call a bus, a big bus, as you are sitting down, you hear somebody from back saying that, Jesus is coming back. People will look at him. Then again, they will face front. If it's as front, they will try to see who is that. Oh, these are the SU. We call them SU. But these people, they keep saying it. Even people are not listening. They don't care. They keep saying it. Jesus is coming back. They keep delivering the message. At least one will go into their head. When they see him next time, they say, oh, this is that brother that was preaching that time. That means they actually get something from there. So, because of our time, why we have to preach the word? Number one, preaching is the greatest calling of God. It is God's command that we should preach when it is convenient and when it is not. That is to do what? To reprove, to scroll, to rebuke, and to encourage. And this needs great patience to do that. It, Second Timothy 4.2 Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. You need to preach the word. You need to rebuke when you are to rebuke. You need to encourage when the time is for encouragement. You don't just preach to condemn. No. Somebody is talking to me and he's, he's, start, he's starting by condemning what I'm doing. It's possible for me to switch off my mind that, okay, just finish what you are doing. Try to know what is in his mind. Encourage him. Even though if you are going to go around that your encouragement, but first try to push him. But because when you encourage him, he will listen to you. You come to somebody and say, okay, you are not a Christian. You are going to hell. And you started saying that Jesus Christ is the Lord. He will not listen to you. But when you go to him and say, brethren, where are you worshipping? Oh, I'm not a Christian. Oh, that's very good. You are not a Christian. Oh, very good. You draw him closer. Can you tell me about yourself? What do they do there? By the time he tells you this, then you try to say, okay, this is how it's been done. In my own way. In my own faith. Don't go for attack. Encourage. Number two. It is the mean by which he calls sinner to himself. 
and the means by which he equipped those he called for service. Mark 16.15 And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. To every what? Creature. Creature. There is no exception. Preach the word. And what God is saying here is that that is a way to call people to himself. That is how to bring the sinners, the lost sheep. This is how to bring them closer. So preaching the word as the leader of giving all that instruction this year, you can see that they are bringing everybody to the track, not somebody to the track, everybody to the track. Preaching is one of the most effective ways of winning people to faith in Jesus Christ. You cannot win anybody to, to, to Jesus Christ if you don't preach to, to him. This is one of the reasons why we need to preach the word. Number three. It's a way to imitate Christ. It's a way to imitate Christ. Hebrew 13, 7. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Praise the Lord. So it's a way to imitate Christ. Paul and the prophets, not just Christ only, we can also imitate Paul and the prophets of God in the Bible. The Bible says we are to imitate the faith of those who have gone before. That's what we have just read in Hebrews 13, 7. Number four, preaching has great potential and capacity to bring about real change. We have heard about change. In Nigeria, we are changing now. In some other countries, they have changed before. In some other countries to come, they want to change. Everybody wants to change. When you want to change, it means you want to become a new creation. You want to become a new, a new thing in Christ. So, preaching is one of the areas where you can have the real change. The real change. Let's look at Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. So, preaching has this potential of bringing the real change. We have been preaching here. Messages have been passed across. Discipleship training is part of preach the word. People have been saved from there. They have come here to be baptized. That is the real change. You can only achieve this through preaching. If you are not talking to people, if you are not passing the message across, the real change will not come. So preaching is one of the ways that the real change can be achieved. Number five. Generally, preaching is principle of leading, teaching, and feeding the flock of God. John twenty one, fifteen to seventeen. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved. Because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all these things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. When we are talking of feeding the sheep here, we are not talking of taking them to grass and to eat. We are talking of the real flock 
which we belong to. Even the lost flock, we need to bring them back. Preaching is the only way we can bring them back to the flock. So Jesus was telling his disciples that they have to feed the flock. The same message the church authority is also telling you, preach the word. And preaching is the only way you can lead people, you can feed people, you can teach people, and bring, bring them back to Christ. So, that is why we have been told to preach the word. Number six, preaching remains the most popular from elaborating the word of God throughout the world. Preaching remains the most popular form of elaborating the word of God throughout the world. Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Now, you cannot explain into detail word of God if you don't preach the word. You cannot. Preaching offers incredible range in presenting the truth of God from the scripture. That is why we need to preach the word. In season and out of season. In your car, you can begin to preach the word. Like I said, you need to start from your family. Number seven, preaching can reach the highly educated as well as uneducated. You can talk to your boss in the office. Sometimes my boss will ask me questions about my faith. And I will explain. We were talking some years back. He said that, okay, if that land belonged to the, the Israelites, the people should vacate it and give it to them. I say, yes, sir. That is what we are talking about. You see? It's my boss. He is my boss. I was talking to him. At the same time, I can speak to, I can also speak to people that are not even educated. Preaching is the only way that, as we are here now, even uneducated can come here, still understand what we are saying. Preaching is the only way, is most thing that brings people together, and when it brings you together, you become equal. We have so many executives here. But they never say, okay, because I'm executive in my office, I have to be at the front. No. It can only happen in the house of the Lord. If it is a function, immediately it comes in the, the oh, this man has come. They, they will quickly announce. This is chief executive, this, 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 this. Sir, may you come to the front. But in the house of God, we are all equal. Preaching is the only way where we can reach highly educated as well as even uneducated. Number eight. Preaching may not appear to be the most rational way to effect change, but the scripture teach that God's way are higher than man's way. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. But his thought is not your thought. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. That's what God is saying. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, mm-hmm. so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see? When you teach from the scripture, you'll be able to tell people that God's ways is higher than any other way. Now, why is everybody, either believer or not believer, when you talk of God, everybody look into heaven. It means everybody believes that God is is living in the higher level, higher realm. So our God is higher than any other God. The Lord promised us that His word will not return to Him without accomplishing His purpose. Isaiah 55 again, 10 and 11. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, 
and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Amen. What Paul wrote to Timothy, in 2 Timothy, I said, it was a prediction. It's coming to pass. Now, if you imagine the word of Paul coming to pass, it implies that the word of God must come to fulfillment. Who knows how many years this Bible has been written? And it's happening now. So many things are seen in the scripture that has not happened now. They are going to come to pass. All what we are studying in the book of Revelation will surely come to pass. That is why we have to preach the world. We need to save people. We need to deliver them. We need to bring the lost sheep back so that they will not perish. Isaiah 40 verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 48 promises preacher that labor is not in vain. When you do it, your labor is not in vain. Don't think that I've been saying it, nothing is happening. Your labor are not in vain. This is what the God is confirming. The grass wither and the flower falls, but the word of God stands for how many years? Forever. Hallelujah. Now, quickly, I will, I will make sure three things. I have more than three here, but I will just limit to three. Why people fail to preach the word. Or why, let me put it this way. Why people are afraid to preach the word? Because many are biblical literates, illiterate. They are not studying the word of God. They are biblically illiterate. This makes many to fail. You need to study the word of God. So because some people don't know how to quote Bible, they will feel reluctant to share the word with people. They will feel reluctant. And this is preventing them from witnesses. Witnessing for God. Please study your Bible. Number two, they believe it is the duty of professionals, like pastor and evangelist. Many people that it's not my duty to preach. Why should I give message? That it should be, it should be the duty of pastors and the evangelists only. So this is why people are afraid. Lastly, we should not impose our faith on others. I've mentioned it. When you impose your faith on others, there is possible that they will not listen to you. In conclusion, preaching is the duty of everybody. Like I said, how many Christians? Four Christians. There is this special job for them to be to be carried out. And what is that special job? Is preach the word. Everybody preach the gospel. That is the message for them to do. But everybody was asked to do it. However, anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. And somebody gets angry about that because it was everybody's duty to do it. Everybody thought that anybody could have done it. But nobody realized everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody for not doing it. At the end of this year or beyond, I don't want us to blame anyone for not doing this. I will add this. Don't think because you are a woman you cannot preach. Don't ever think that. I remember one time Pastor Lekan has called some set of sisters here to during night vigil to share the word. Last week, we hear about the woman of Samaritan. She was a woman. She was telling everybody. That is, is she was preaching the word. And if you look at there is a story in the book of uh, 2 Kings 22, 11-20. You can read it at, at home. When King Joshua wanted someone to interpret and explain the word of God, his high official, including the high priest, went to a married woman who was a prophet to get her to speak forth a word of God. 
And the scripture recorded her as saying, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Every word she spoken came to pass. What does it tell you about? Thinking of ability of a woman to speak the word of God. Brethren, like I said, it is the duty of everybody to preach the gospel. It is the duty of everybody to preach the gospel. Everybody should not blame somebody that the message has not been preached. May God bless his word. Shall we rise to our feet even as we bring the service to a close? And I want you to take a few minutes just to think about what you have heard over the last 45 minutes or so. Because from what we have heard, God is asking you and me a question and he's repeating a command. If there's nothing else you have got, get this. God is asking us a question and he's repeating a command. And the question is this. Because he says, the command is go and preach. Preach the word in season, out of season. But the question that he's asking you and me is this. Are you interested in sound doctrine or in any doctrine? Because before you can go out and preach, you need to get your doctrine right. Do you choose to listen only to that which interests you? In the book of Acts chapter 17 verses 10 and 11 we read this. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and preached and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Search the word. Sound doctrine is found in the word. Or, very simply, do you just go around searching for people who will pamper you and pander your every need? God is asking you, do you turn to the word of God? And you need to talk to God now. Tell him where your stance is on sound doctrine. Tell him where you are getting your word from. Is it just something that you listen to once in a while and then take it that that's all that there is that's there in the word? Or are you searching the word? Do you turn to God and his word for your everyday needs? Or do you just look to man? Sound doctrine is in the word. You and I need to search it out. Because God is telling us, it is now time for you and me to dig deep into the word of God. You and I need to strengthen our foundation. And then we need to go out and share the word. Are you afraid of sharing that word? Because God has one more word for us. The chapter which we used today, 2 Timothy chapter 2, sorry, chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so that the message might be preached fully through me, that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. You have nothing to fear when you share the word of God. God 
takes the responsibility of delivering you out of the mouth of the lion. Verse 18. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. You and I have nothing to be scared about. Let's just say thank you God. Thank you for reminding us of the command that you have given us. Thank you for reminding me that I need to set my doctrine right first. Thanking, thank you Lord for assuring me that I have nothing to fear because you are with me. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you brought your word across to us. You reminded us once again, Lord Father, the word, of preaching the word, and preaching the right word. Father God, I pray, Lord, that in this hall, none of us will have itching ears. None of us will look for words that just pander to our every need. But Father God, we will take sound doctrine. We will put it into our life, Lord Father. We will apply it. Where correction is needed, Lord, correct us, Lord. Father God, help us to live by your word. And give us that word which we can then preach, Lord Father, to a dying world. You have commissioned us, Lord Father. We accept that commission, Lord Father. And we go forth into this world. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for your servant whom you have used this day. We pray, Lord, that you will anoint him more, Lord Father. That he will bring your word to us, powerful and true. Be with him and his family and bless them. And watch over their every way of life, Lord Father. Thank you, Father, for being with every one of us here, Lord Father. And even as we leave, Lord Father, I pray, Lord, that these words which have just been shared, which have just been spoken, will not go in through one year and out through the other year, Lord. But Father, we will go and do that which you want us to do. Thank you, praise you, Lord. We give all glory to you, for in Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Church, let's move outside quickly and fellowship outside.